And we are live with episode 76 of Ashes Pathfinders, where today we're going to discuss some ways we can temper those expectations, even beyond all the hype that is what we have seen in the past week. I'm going to go ahead and introduce my guests, Faisal Pacha. What's up? Good old Pacha and his glorious beard that Faisal Hell uh, yeah, what's up everyone? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Wondering Mists. Hey, hey everybody. Hey Pacha, did you use manscaping for that beard? Was Oof. it manscaped or not? <sighs> Listen, I've been, I've been told not to, so I won't. I'm I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Showing Pacha showing some some uh some well. as Mist attempted to bait me, I just saw Sim's face becoming red. <laughs> hey, let me so go ahead and gotta... I'm gonna shout out to all of the Pathfinders and Crusaders who have uh showed up for today's show or will comment on the episode on YouTube or any of the other places this is posted. Thanks everybody here in chat. Also to Jackal for that uh, resub. I appreciate it very much, friend. Um, yeah, and to, of course, all of you that support the show through Patreon or, you know, through Twitch here or YouTube or wherever, I lose track sometimes. Never really, never really promote that as a thing, but you all choose to do it and uh, you uh, are greatly appreciated for doing that. Thank you very much. Um, and with that, we have a lot on the agenda. This might, I'm just going to be really honest in over two years of this show and in all of the conversations I have ever had, this is the one, truly the one episode that when I looked at the list of things I had on the agenda to talk about, I was just like, uh, I don't even know where to begin so let's just we're gonna we're gonna go one at a time i told them if we can get through the live stream part quick enough then we can we can dig into the pi discussion portion which is in itself could easily be an entire episode um not just because of my experience doing testing but there were others who like shays had a transcript that he posted of his experience um other people also have been sharing some of that information of course you know, Stephen lifted the uh, the uh, basically verbal and written NDA, but not the visual. But if you just want to get an idea of like what that looked like, you you literally can go to the Ashes of Creation YouTube and check out the over an hour and a half video from a play test yesterday that Stephen posted in 4K, and it's beautiful. So I definitely would encourage everybody to check that out if you haven't. Um, there were a lot. Seeing 4K, but yeah, 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 true. Shot in 4K. Shot in 4K, true. So let's <laughs> let's get started on housing. I mean, who wants to dig into housing? There's points we can talk about here specifically, but I know this was a yeah. There was a this was something like in the past several episodes we've been hitting on, and people are going, "Oh man, what are they going to show show us stuff about housing?" Well, that just happened. Mm-hmm. Anybody yeah. want to dig in and jump in on that one while we get started? It's 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 really interesting how they actually took this turn on housing because like usually when you buy housing, okay, you you buy, buy the plot of land that you want or the house, then you put whatever was, uh, you want inside it. But the, what what's different about this is basically okay, I buy this, I can put whatever inside it, but I can also 
put place things that either grow or craft like benches and uh, blacksmithing tables or blacksmithing tables, what am I saying? Uh, <laughs> anvils and uh, t- tailor be- benches and whatever, etc. And uh, it's, it's really interesting to note how these freeholds is going to take place in, the wor- in an open world scenario where people can come and go to these freeholds. So it's very interesting. Yeah, I I'm really digging it. It's nothing new in terms of like what they had said in the in like past streams and past Q and A's and whenever they were showcasing just like placeholders for the housing system. It was pretty much mm. like what we saw was pretty much what they said they were going to deliver on. So I'm really happy that we actually saw it because like don't get me wrong, it's rare that developers actually deliver on everything they promise. So it's always good to see all the promises they're delivering on. Um, I do have like two things that um, they didn't do anything wrong. They nailed it actually in the showcase. Mm-hmm. But uh, one, of my mo- one of my worries is like we talked about uh, in a previous stream uh, in Ash's Creation Apocalypse, there were multiple houses, multiple buildings. Uh, I don't think they were using the same system as they are now. But what kind of bothered me is that when we were getting in, inside those buildings, everything felt so small. Like the buildings, like they felt, I, I felt claustrophobic inside those buildings. Like a bedroom was super tiny. You could like walk maybe like five steps in each direction. That was it. Um, so. Hmm. I just want to make. I just want to wait until we actually see some gameplay, or I can get hands-on gameplay of seeing, and maybe Sim is going to be able to help us with that. Uh, regarding the size of buildings, are they appropriate to player size? And my other worry is regarding uh, kind of a comparison I'm going to make to Arcage because this game is heavily inspired by Arcage. Um, mm. It's that in Arcage, yes houses were in the open world but they were in their kind of like in their own zone of the open world like they were were like their own thing which kind of for me gave me the same feeling as if it had been an instance like in eso or wildstar for example Mm -hmm. like it was instanced and there wasn't like there wasn't much difference in arcade for me because I wouldn't come across a player across a, a player house just by questing. Uh, I know Steven did say something in past Q and A's regarding how um, freeholds will take place in the world, not in just these zones for housing. And you would come across them like a tavern, for example. On some roads, there would be a number of s- slots for that. Uh, but those are just my two worries. Uh, the two th- the two things I think we should like. I'm well. I'm focusing on for what I wanted to see in housing is like appropriate size and wink wonk and uh, like basic usability for like if players want to have taverns, for example, you don't want people to feel cramped in it and uh, just yeah, just the zone where it's in actually. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm just just out of curiosity. Do you how long do you play Arcade? Not long. 
Yeah, I was going to say. I, I gave up after like 15 levels. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you could definitely like kind of come across people's ha- homes out in that game. Like, okay. There were like, but there were like the housing like areas on the map. There, there were like yeah. specifically housing. And then you had like almost like a district cut out of like a specific zone, like Hell Swamp or whatever. You'd have like your little, I think it's Hell Swamp if I'm thinking right about it right. But And then you would have like along the road in some zones outside of major cities there would be like it wasn't like a lot like that but they would kind of be like you know there um and definitely you could have some people that would like run right on up to diamond shores i like when i went back and played unchained for the brief period of time that i did like literally enemies were like running right outside my door i was like back up off my long man i'll Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn, kid. <laughs> but miss, go on ahead what you're gonna say, homie. Uh I'm just thinking about what Jeff says about sort of every piece of furniture and everything in the house being functional. That worries me ever so slightly, purely because I remember back to uh Warlords of Draenor in in WoW, where they made the garrison and they made everything functional. And it got to the point where you needed your garrison fully upgraded and you had to maintain it to the point where people would literally live in their garrison full time and they would never leave unless they were doing some specific activity like raiding they would just stay in their garrison and just keep farming 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 and that kind of thing i'm worried if of uh the housing and ashes going the same way where it becomes too much of a grind well Mm. not not even so much too much of a grind but just they make the resources in the freeholds too good to the point where you don't need to go out into the open world Mm, okay okay yeah there there needs to be a balance there like yes you want to have some functionality in houses that's fine but you also need to give people a reason to go out into the open world because if people don't go out into the open world then the game just falls apart yeah i get that and it becomes empty yeah, I get, I totally get that because I, I get the reference to like Warlords of Draenor too, you know, more specifically those mission boards which take the chopper to it and <laughs> just accident. By the way, thank you so much for Punzel Woodchip for the subs and chat. Thank you very much, friends. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there was a, a point around you know one thing I thought about when I was watching the live stream was uh, they did mention you know it's going to be a grid based system, uh, artisanship, mindfulness is what I saw. Um, you know, it would have been, it was, I was, I was watching it. I was really thinking like, man, I kind of wonder what some of those like cosmetics that we saw would have actually seen on that plot, taking up those spaces. Um, mm. but yeah, talking about, uh, in terms of furniture, which is something else that you just mentioned, uh, talking about decorations, furniture, um, talked about, they touched on the profession for furniture a bit. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the first I've heard of that. Yeah. Is that something they've mentioned before? If it was, I've it's possible it. I missed it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I, never heard of it. From what, what I understood was that like specific professions had the ability to make specific furnitures. That's like, what for, I like, heard. Furnishing items. Yes. I didn't like. I'd never heard about an actual furnishing profession like a same like a scribe in Guild Wars Two that same. just focuses on furniture. I never heard of that, but it almost sounds like. Oh, interior design right. at its finest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was odd. Um, the other thing to note 
that have been sort of bandied about a bit, but we, we didn't get confirmation, I think, until that live stream is the whole deal around custom images. Yeah. Being allowed. Steven's picture. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, I loved it in the video, but oh my God. Like, as soon as I saw it, so I couldn't catch, I didn't catch a stream as it happened. I was working. So I watched it afterwards in the, in the, in the VODs on Twitch. And the first comment I saw in the, in the playback chat was there's going to be so many NSFW issues going on with that hey, hey, i already wrote it in twitch chat i'm gonna put, put a picture of he-man <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like dangerous like unless they make their game 18 plus and even then people could post actual like like but, but, worst, but, like the worst think, situation think... here someone posts an image that is an actual crime everyone who sees it is technically at risk so like what like what is that idea does it is it gonna be reviewed by the staff before it gets posted i think it's yeah, going sure. to get moderated patra i've uh, i think they went over it either in the live streams or off stream yeah it was yeah, during the live stream yeah they mentioned okay, that they'll be the issue with mm -hmm. that is the amount of work that it takes to moderate everything like that let's say you have five Best case scenario, Ashes Creation has five million players. How are you got how are you gonna moderate all that? I this don't is know, an man. You, you're gonna need an actual team of people working 24-7 on this stuff. Or else it they're gonna depends. have a crazy backlog. It depends whether they require you to like submit the image for approval first, or if you can just put it up and then it's up to like people reporting it or the mm -hmm. mods at, or the GMs actually seeing it. I don't know yeah. what they're going to do. It's, but like, it's a really hard situation. It's a hard situation. And I'm just going to make a quick comparison to Twitch here. Uh, whenever you get to the rank of affiliate or partner, you get to have emotes. You get to have like emojis for your, for your, for your, for your viewers. Twitch is a monster in terms of like staff size. They're crazy big. And yet it can take weeks to get an emoji approved and that's we're talking about twitch we're not talking about an indie studio the size of intrepid studios that is aiming for a great audience so like how long is it going to take to get an image pre-approved like six months in some cases if the game really gains traction it's gonna take a while honestly like i think if they want to put it later on the game i would be more okay with it than at the beginning yeah because like it's got it's gonna take a lot of effort and time just moderating all these pictures for sure oh i can i can see the backlash already John. hey it's very real <clears throat> to garganoid uh in chat thank you so much for that twitch prime sub man appreciate it um yeah i think that's a good question in terms of like kind of getting an idea of about how they would how that system would work but also i think it's something that maybe we're probably not going to be able to get a whole lot of clarification on until a bit down the road um the steven painting though i mean i'm gonna be i'm not gonna lie man uh i'm a little inspired uh i could see my i could see myself working in photoshop a little bit um maybe going back to i don't know something i'm just kind of like thinking th just thinking right just thinking about the possibilities and i could imagine myself in that tier six uh wow paladin armor 
Um, I knew what? you were going to say something. <laughs> like that. And just Photoshop your face on it, and then like a glare on your forehead. Light. Just, like, shoots a divine <laughs> beam of light. Off of, my, off of my bald head. That's the most important exactly. part. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the light like shining down and just like radiating right off of my yeah. bald head. It's beautiful. Yes, indeed. What resembles kind of like a hair. Oh, oh. <laughs> A light beaming on your forehead, and with that light, it creates a, a, a crown made out of light. <laughs> you know, Faisal, man, you give me some good ideas, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> Can we ban Faisal? Hey, hey. Any further? <laughs> I have a lot of cool ideas and weird ones, so I'm not going to lie. Is, is this going to be your, your sales pitch, Faisal? <laughs> Travel the Maybe. world. You're going to yeah. give people ideas for their custom images. <laughs> charge them for you the world. <laughs> You know, talking about uh, making it your own world, like your own little cutout in the world. Um, so talking about some of the components. Now, this was a big one. Now, one of my one of my guildies, she's hopefully we'll see this sometime in the near future, but she's gonna be excited. She's a big fan of animal husbandry. And in in this, there was we got some information about that. Right. So there was some discussion around, you know, that there would be components to the husbandry area. Um, that the animals would have unique IDs. And so there would be definitely some like trial and error at exploring the genetic system and yields um, with a certain element of RNG. But that as you uh, increase your skill level, the chances then are going to also be higher that you'll kind of proc those, those, uh, those, you know, particular uh, appearances that you're looking for in terms of uh, the different animals. Um, yeah. And then also uh, talked about how, there was kind of some discussion around uh, applied as certificates for construction of caravans. Um, so I kind of wanted to, I, I can't remember the exact details on that. I made the notes as I was watching it with everybody. Um, but that one's one I'm going to have to go back and kind of take a look at. There was even farm plots talking about a rotational system dependent on seedlings, necessary tools um, that you could devote more land to farming components, um, which is interesting. Even had a pond. So when you look at like the farmable area, even that could be used as like a fishery um, that you could get raw gatherable, um, you know, that there's like a get raw gatherable standpoint, processing of like raw materials, focusing on uh, gatherables that are found through blueprints. And so, you know, I'm just really curious what some of their ideas are going to be for that. But yeah, as I've hit on those three particular points, any of those, you know, really kind of stand out for you all, something you kind of thought about whenever you you saw those components yeah for me um i think it kind of like brings me back to uh the garrison comparison that we did uh with the pond for example you need your mmo to feel alive with players not just npcs or mobs like it's an mmo you need players to meet in the real world and if people spend their entire time just in their house because they don't need to get out because they have all they need. If you need meat, you got your pond. If you got, if you need like wheat, you got your farm. Um, I feel like it's a dangerous area that might keep people might keep people from the outside world uh, in Ashes of Creation and like even like even if the houses are in the open world. It, if everyone's in their house all the time, it defeats the purpose of having a living world. And that's one of the core pillars of Ashes. It's a living world. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. I, I would be far more in favor of having it more cosmetic based just as a general system. Straw have still some have there, still have some um functionality in there, yeah. but very limited. And particularly when it comes you should not be able to harvest rare items or like high level items from your uh from your freehold. Like those or, are things you absolutely need to yeah. I get or like you could be able to in terms of I, I feel like they just need to be realistic to the like to the general farm that someone would have like mm. when when you go out in the con- like in the in the country and you look at farms you're gonna see wheat you're gonna see you're gonna see like uh corn all that stuff soy all all of that but you're not gonna see a gigantic farm with just a big ass pond like that's ridiculous like yeah. it, like sure it exists like fish farms actually exist in the real world but i feel like there are some things and like you can you can have a farm with like the max level wheat um but i just feel like we need to be careful and make sure that we have people fishing in the open world hunting in the open world going for fruit and stuff like that in the open world but i see here miss if you want to read it yeah uh no, you got it, man. You go for it. Okay. The gatherables. Uh, so Stephen Sharif uh, is in chat right now. And hey, Stephen. In the chat. Hi, Stephen. And he said uh, the gatherables uh, possible on the freehold are a limited piece of the resource pool and still require significant open world discovery and interaction to complete the artisan circle. Fair so enough. yeah, that basically answers my Yay. worries. Like as <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 Steve. Yeah, I mean, you're bringing well, clarification. Like speculating trolls. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. So, question, question posed and answered. There you go. Productivity. <laughs> Job done. Job done. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, um, we'll have to see how it goes in testing. Obviously. Yeah. Um, sure. I, I have high hopes for the housing system because I do like housing systems in games, but obviously we gotta take into account how it fits in with the rest of the game. Yeah, so it needs, need, it's not just about taking like a single individual. And Stephen knows this about taking a single individual system and just plonking it in the game and hoping for the best that it works. It's gotta fit with everything, yeah. and everything else. So we'll, yeah. we'll have to see how that works out for sure. So, yeah, one important point, too, is that they made a point on the live stream to say that <laughs> this is still pre-alpha. Mm-hmm. So yes. pretty awesome. Like, you know, so when we talk about tempering expectations, like temper your expectations when you things see things that aren't working like and you recognize like, I mean, this is like a point I I, I find that especially when I cover any game that's in development. Like, I feel like as a creator, like one of the most important things that I can say or any of us can say is the most realistic perspective, which is when you are this early in development, not only is a lot subject to change, but you cannot take it at face value as like the end product. And so, you know, I think a great example of that is when we looked at Alpha Zero and we got a lot of Alpha Zero footage and discussions, right? And so when things evolve and or change along the way, you know, you have to like understand like, hey, things look really great. Like this still isn't the finished product. Like, so with us, this is just my two cents, right? If we look at the snapshots we're seeing now and it looks beautiful now, people were saying that back 
then too, but there were even discussion points that, you know, I thought were really important. For example, talking about the waterfall. They were talking mm-hmm. about, I love waterfalls, man. Like, yeah. I'm a, I love my lanterns, waterfalls. And one of the big takeaways from that was, yeah, it looks beautiful. And yeah, I was like, hell yeah, that looks awesome. Still pre-alpha. Also, they made a note that we've made some uh, revisions to how this particular element in the game works. And we've found ways to make it look good and also less taxing on performance, which big, big positive, right? So mm-hmm. when you see things that don't work, yeah, what's up, Faisal? When I, when, I, when I saw the waterfall, I was very, I was confused a little bit because when yeah. they showcased the waterfall, the waterfall looked amazing. But when it landed on the other pool of water, it looked <laughs> like it's two different assets that did not mm. match. Fair. It was very, it's very weird, but uh, it's, it's really nice because you can also see yeah. Like all the small details, exactly. seeing all the wet rocks on that waterfall that people don't even realize these details, but I see that yeah. as beautiful. Yeah, like, same. It's Crazy amazing. beautiful. And mm-hmm. like, just like Sim said, it's pre-alpha, like it's pre-alpha yeah, or it's exactly. alpha one or whatever. Right? And like, they show that they're adding, adding and adding more stuff. And like, mm-hmm. the first thing that popped into my mind, um, Sim, when you said it's pre-alpha and we had footage from alpha zero and now pre-alpha and all that stuff mm-hmm. is the division the division when they showed us the first gameplay footage and people could go on their phones when they were at work don't you guys have phones and like <laughs> they had drones when you couldn't be on your computer where like you, they could help their teammate and the guy who like ran by a car and he closed the car door like his character did and people freaked out by how beautiful the game looked and when the game released it looked good but comparatively, it looked like crap. Um, <laughs> but one thing I got to say about Ash's creation is that it just keeps it just keeps getting better. The more I see the game, the better it looks, which is just a big selling point for me because like no matter no matter if people say graphics don't like graphics don't matter in games, burn these people at the stake because like that's not mm-hmm. true. That is not <laughs> metaphorically true. speaking in a game. That <laughs> what's it called? Like honestly, 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 the fact that we Locked have this type of waterfall, something that like the art team in Ashes of Creation's been working on details on art for a very long time. It's it's been they've been doing it on rocks, trees, and, and now that we have a waterfall and that waterfall looks amazing. Yeah. It's really great. I'm not saying it's not. Mm-hmm. It really is. <laughs> right. And it, Steven said that, like, you know, he said in chat just now, oh my God, the chat's moving so damn fast right now. Be surprised how many iterations the water shader has already gone through. I review the water changes almost weekly. Beautiful. Fantastic. <laughs> can you imagine some, like, that's, that's one thing that Steven does, but can you imagine someone who's like in another company, another studio, his job daily is to review water? Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. That, guy's, that guy goes home and his wife's like, so how was work? I reviewed the 79th trailer this week. It was horrible. We need to start over. <laughs> <laughs> that's the the big takeaway man it's pre-alpha you know i was like saying back when people talked about alpha zero i was like dude you think it looks good it it looks good but i already recognize that this is like not 
we're not even close to what we're going to be at. And the other thing that's important is you, okay, well, this is a PI or just discussion around the elements <laughs> of that video. So I'm going to just write this down and get back to it. Let's talk about caravan. Choose the words wisely. Soon. <laughs> I, I'm working on it, man. I'm working on it. Uh, I'm good at, I'm good at this, this whole not like this closing, but anyway, looking at this part, the do near caravan that was shown, right? Mm. They mentioned that the, it was pretty significant. It was, uh, it was very significant and it was like, oh yeah, that door isn't dwarf size. That's normal people size. And I was like, all right, so that's going to be pretty big. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was thick. Here's some, that it was, was thick. Big it was how was that caravan built is thick C's. with with five c's thick yeah i could see i could see that like looked like something you would be in with archers or something you know like and just like defending oh, sure. it was like pretty cool man but the most the biggest takeaway was I, was I was sitting there going oh my god this is really big information wheels axles Hit points, values, damage mitigation. Caravan's going to have stats and components. Mm -hmm. Didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming either, but it kind of scared me. Because like the last time I heard something like that was when I was... I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm not even going to name the game. You guys are just going to know what I'm talking about. When So when they talked about... And... They well played. Said, so, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> they said, so our ships aren't just ships. Every single part of the ship is physically there and has HP values, damage mitigation, and every component matters. And that game still, still like, isn't out of alpha, and it's probably not going to be released before I think uh, Sim dies and I retire. Oh, that game. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering so that's kind of what worried yeah. me because it wasn't um, like it's awesome. It's really, really cool. I just hope um, and I have full I have full confidence in like Steven's ability to like not like make sure that these types of like uh, features don't become feature creep. Um, but I, I'm, I always get like a little skittish when I hear these things that sound like they might need a lot of tweaking. Uh, and I'm just like, I hope it doesn't take too much time out of out of their devs, out of their designers. It's it's hard, and and you gotta think about the balance as well. I recently did a video about this. Um, there's okay. there's the problem of uh, the more gameplay options you put into a game, the harder it is to balance everything. And when you start adding things like hit point values and variable stats into caravans, suddenly you change the entire dynamic of the caravan PVP. And if it's not balanced correctly, you can very easily get to a situation where the caravans are literally unkillable. Mm -hmm. And if they're unkillable, people are not going to bother fighting them, which means that entire section of gameplay and the PVP just falls apart. Yeah. And like it's a whole different kind of game on a whole different engine but like two three four five years down the line the more complex a system is the more difficult it is to balance and you have games like eso that has a massive studio behind it and a lot of talent uh talented like talented devs 
and people still fall through the world in the open world pvp cyrodiil so like yeah. the game is more than five years old now and sim is still having strokes when he pvps in that game they're minor it's not nearly Contagious as complex i'm, I'm not I'm, nearly as complex as uh what ash's creation is going for and i'm hoping it like everything's going to work out for ash's creation but like <clears throat> it's always necessary in my opinion uh that like make sure it's not too complex because in three years when you have to like adjust three skills for three different classes just in terms of damage you don't break the whole caravan system because it mm. it hits on like this little line of code that might mess it up and then you fix it and then it's the wheels of the caravan that start flying when they start like rolling and stuff like that like it's it can be really but, tricky uh, we, we've unlocked hover technology and, and yeah, it's able to go way faster now. <laughs> Still no gunpowder, though. Still hey. no gunpowder. It's all magic. Yeah, I just want to um, take a moment to say this is why I'm a proponent of breathing exercises. So be, <laughs> be mindful. ESO PVP. <laughs> breathing exercise. Yeah. Caravan time to kill. That is an interesting concept, is it not? very interesting mm. um yeah i mean what what would you say is if you, if you were sort of let's say you had five people hitting on a caravan all the time like non-stop how long do you think it should take to kill that caravan without being stopped by players mm. yeah or npcs or whatsoever just like a standing static caravan and they just hit it non-stop yeah oh wow i That's would say question. for me not to get bored because uh i'm in the younger generation i can't wait like two minutes in a youtube video for the person to get to the point uh <laughs> i'd say about like three to four minutes constant attack on a caravan depending on the tier of the caravan depending on the amount of stuff it's transporting it's like if it's like high-end stuff it's like the dunier caravan that's just gigantic and maybe like 10 15 minutes for five for like mm. 10 players to hit constantly constantly but like not an hour people have people have like dinners to go to sometimes it's not a raid pacha it's I, like my wife is gonna call me she's gonna be like pacha we've been waiting for you all night are you coming soon <laughs> one minute honey we're at the second wheel now i'm always <laughs> <laughs> The, the way the way I think about it is basically make the caravan have its own radius. Well, what what I mean by this is if if people were standing next to it, it takes longer to kill. And if it was mm. all alone, static there in the wild, oh, there's a wild caravan uh, up in a far, uh, just like one minute mm -hmm. max or two two minutes maybe. Uh, I mean, to, to yeah. kill it, I don't know. That, that, that's how i think about it maybe i mean to be frank when i first heard of the caravan system i was happy with my hypothesis which was it's a radius once you kill the npc guards once you kill the players and it goes uninterrupted it's kind of a domination scenario for uh for pvp for example you stand in the zone for long enough uninterrupted non-contested and mm. you got it you got the caravan mm. That's kind of how I felt it would be, and that it would be like the simplest system to go 
to go through. Uh, apparently okay. they're not going that way, which kind of like makes it a little bit more complicated because of like all the components that are associated with it and the, the TTK for caravans. Mm -hmm. But that's my opinion. I feel like just a capture zone would have been fine. Mm -hmm. So you like your idea behind the capture zone is like based on like how long you're within that, 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 that radius of the caravan. Mm-hmm without without like maybe it's a really close radius because so like that way i can't like hide like hide behind the tree and just troll people that way yeah. uh so like really close maybe like hugging the caravan for example but as long as you're rid of all the npcs and all the players and you're and it's not contested for x amount of time you captured it the loot is yours or the loot is divided kind of like an eso when you're capturing like uh farms and mines and the mills and all that but, but, stuff but here's the, here's the thing patra if you kind of do that you're basically telling all the players who are defending the caravan needs to be basically sticking or at least leave one behind sticking to, to the caravan at all times if they all disperse from that caravan one can just go from behind them and just stays there and able to what's it called to capture that caravan so I don't know. Like, wouldn't, it's, wouldn't it it's be that way tricky. though? Like, I'm, I know it's gonna be stupid of me to say I that, mean, but like <laughs> in real life, wouldn't that be that way? Like, you want people on your caravan, like yeah, take yeah. it from you, to be escorting the caravan, not like walking in the trees. No, no, yeah, yeah, of course, but like I don't expect the zone like the. Well, what I'm trying to say, I'm just trying to take that in a PvP type mm -hmm. of scenario. So I'm not talking about the uh, NPCs. The NPCs are, are programmed in a basic scenario type of way, making them march. But well, what's it called? When it's PVE, they usually spread out. And every like you see the healers very far at the back, very yeah. open, and, and okay, you so have you the tanks like that are... During the fight. Oh. Yeah, during the, okay. during the fights. Well, so, I mean, that would I be don't... up to Steven and the design team to decide, like, what is yeah. considering, like, contesting the capture zone. But I just felt like a capture zone made it more simple, easy to test, and easier to balance than going mm -hmm. with, like, individual components of of every caravan. Because I mm -hmm. feel like that can get, comp like, very complicated very fast. And the only reason why I'm saying this is because we had the stream this week that they told us this. And I know that they mm -hmm. love hearing the feedback from their mm -hmm. players from their community so which is why like i'm giving mine right at the same time i'm not a game designer like oh my god you know i wouldn't yeah. touch that with a pole <laughs> yeah any other thoughts on that before i kind of add a couple ideas too but don't want to miss you look well, like you're thinking well just to say that even though it sounds like a lot of the stuff is like we're sounding very negative about the whole thing don't get i i can only speak for me personally but i'm very <laughs> excited for what ashes will bring but there's still these thoughts going in my mind of the potential pitfalls and and i think it's important that we do point these out as patch has shared mm -hmm. uh, we need we need to point out these potential flaws and, and be aware of them when we go into more broad testing mm -hmm. yeah it's a good point though because like you know like where's how how exactly i guess the main question i have is since I don't really have too much of a criticism about it because until we get to a point where like there's development around it and we actually know the mechanics for that whole process yeah. that I don't really have too much to say, but some thoughts I do have are, you know, when you talked about like in chat, like we were, I was reading some of the comments 
and Jakuta said three to four minutes, you know, we're talking about how long to take a caravan because Pacha, you were saying like, you know, people got dinners and stuff. Like you don't want to be there for like forever to have to defend it or transport it and all of that. So I think there's a few things you have to look at. Like, so, you know, when you look at like the distance of being traveled and potentially being attacked multiple times, there's going to be some sort of like a dampening place on the caravan that's been attacked. Uh, yeah. you know, and, you know, let's say you've got to go one in game, uh, you got to go maybe five to 10 kilometers in game. Like, let's say it's like a, an extensive travel, right? Cause we're talking the, the world's 480 kilometers at launch, right? Like, and so we think about that. So hypothetically, if I'm going from one side of the known world to the other, or, 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 or even just on the continent, cause we know that there's like, a, you know, we've looked at the map, we've seen the map at this point. Yeah. So let's just say I've got to go like 10 in game kilometers. Um, you know, if you've got like the Zerg guild that can come and just pop it like a pinata instantly, <laughs> you know, with the biggest battle. You're right. Yeah. It's true. So, you know what I mean? So you got like the big Zerg guilds that come in and they just go done. It's kind of like in Cyrodiil. And this is like the, one of the points I want to go back on. We look at Cyrodiil PvP. Initially, when the game launched, what was really great about the keeps is that you couldn't just roll up on, and this kind of goes back into uh, game design balancing and all that too. And again, not a developer, just stuff I've seen. But when you go back and you look at like that particular uh, element in that game, uh, you have, you know, for what people, whether you, if you don't know this, so in The Elder Scrolls Online, in Cyrodiil, the big open PvP zone, massive PvP zone, uh, you have keeps and you have outposts and things that you can capture. And you can use catapults and all kinds of different measures in order to actually impact that particular objective to take it. And you can siege like the front doors, you can siege like the walls. The most important part about that is like there's a certain amount of hit points for all of that. And if you have enough people, you go through it quicker, right? So in in theory, like I would I would I would presuppose that you would be able to have something similar where if you have more people, you have a very clear advantage, right? And then I think, well, if I'm maybe I've got ten people and they bring their whole guild or something, right? I got ten people. Like people potentially can then come and maybe help defend a caravan. You also have to think about well, how long is it going to take for people to get to it? Then you've got um, what are the hit points? How the components kind of play into mitigating damage so that people could maybe get there in time to help you defend it um, or repel the attackers. And then if there's an amount of time in which that can be flagged for combat, and maybe this is all I don't I don't know. It's all hypothetical, right? In my mind, if there's like a timer for how long it's flagged and then people are attacking it, and you don't take it within that certain timer, that would address the time issue for a, yeah. for a caravan. It would also address, like, you know, if I plan to go that 10 kilometers versus, like, one in-game, well, I chose a trek that was significantly longer anyway, and that puts it on the player in terms of, like, the, what they have control over, which is time. And, you know, so that's that component. But if someone attacks it and there's, like, a dampening effect, like, maybe there's a timer... You can't take it within that amount of time, then, you know, they can continue on their way and then potentially get there. So it's not like it took me you know, three hours to get there because this guild kept coming after me. So these are all the things I think about in terms of uh, in terms of like the mechanics for the caravan. Uh, but those are just like some of my thoughts when I was, you know, listening to you all <clears throat> and reflecting on the live stream. But yeah. I mean, the the options for the caravan system is, are limitless. It's 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 very hard to find the perfect yeah. spot, really, because you're trying to think about the people who goes in small parties and big gas mm -hmm. 
as you said so putting your finger on the dot is gonna be hard uh tricky good luck people are intrepid yeah. <laughs> good luck it's really gonna, because it's gonna coming be up tricky these, for sure like especially with the fact that steven did say like uh the view of intrepid studio regarding pvp and ash's creation is that smaller groups uh should not have a disadvantage right uh yeah. like in comparison to zergs like zergs should not have an advantage over small groups and he showed it over and over again with um the castle sieges that he's talking like he was talking about with the objectives that you have to that you have to, to do um mm. with guilds that like smaller guilds you you get to select perks for your guild and like if you decide to not select the increase member like membership base then you can increase certain stats for your guild which makes you kind of like a group of spartans eventually uh mm -hmm. but then caravans like what happens even if even if you're going with the health system for the caravan or the capture system for the caravan mm -hmm. uh have, like zergs are i feel like there's no opportunity for a small group to beat a zerg when it comes to caravans and if a zerg is like so tonight is caravan night we're like interrupting we're every single like we're inter intercepting every single caravan we can find uh and then i mean zergs kind of win over small groups nobody's going to be able to defend their caravan properly mm -hmm. and then you lose so much like so many crafting materials and then that just makes like a big snowball effect that like if you're losing all this crafting material then you're losing on like uh giving those materials to the metropolis and that metropolis then doesn't have materials necessary to really really like thrive and then it just snowballs into into a whole mess like they you, you got to be careful about this whole thing yeah wow. all good points man <clears throat> really they are they're all really good points because it is a dynamic you have to be ca you know cautious about. So I, I definitely made some points around this because I think this is something we could even revisit a little bit more specifically down the road. So I definitely kind of put a, a tab on this one. I have a feeling we're going to be doing that a lot over the next couple of weeks <laughs> because they gave us a lot of a lot to work with, which is oh, yeah. great, which is great, right? Because it gives us plenty to talk about um, for, for quite a while. And uh, so... They, they did mention that, and this was one thing, they didn't get this show, but just to note, they did have some uh, new iterations of what those base caravan designs look like. And uh, they did make a point during the live stream, like, hey, I wish we could show, we had had a picture to show you what the uh, original caravans, like go back to the, like those early, uh, you know, Alpha Zero Kickstarter, even in Kickstarter, uh, if you go look at the yeah. Kickstarter uh, teaser, there's like, them moving a caravan. Just take a look at that and then look at those images that they posted. That was pretty big difference. And it was, Man, it was I nice. Laughed. I still laughed at the day where, where Steven and the other people in Ashes of Creation just showed us the first iteration of the caravan system. That it just flying. did like three yeah, six <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so hilarious. <laughs> which is which is something that I love about Intrepid, honestly, is that they're showing us funny failures like that, funny yeah. bloopers, and it just mm -hmm. makes makes them relatable because it's never going to be straightforward. It's never going to be easy. So the fact that 
they show us these failures but with humor instead of not showing us anything and then people assume the worst it's exactly. really good they've had their dark like their darker days where like we had no information whatsoever uh people were like panicking on the discord uh yeah but like it seems that now with uh 2020 being a good year for intrepid studios like they're sharing a lot of information they're sharing footage like on a weekly basis it's awesome right yeah that's i think that's like the most important thing is like there's two perspectives i have on this right one is that it was like super kind of more more open and sh more sharing and then it got to that dark period and it was almost felt like a, this like feeling of regression in terms of momentum and everything and the way I think is really good right now is like, I feel as if overall it's getting back to that place of where we're kind of showing you things, things are messed up, things are whatever. But the most mm -hmm. important thing is, is now after all the time that's been invested, both from us as community members and them along their pathway, right? R regardless of those dark times, the most important thing is how many times people were telling me, uh, it's not a MMO anymore. They're lying. It doesn't matter how many times you try to mitigate that. Like people, it's the mob mentality, right? And yeah, so, absolutely. and so the most important thing is, is now we're at a point where regardless of all of that discussion, like there are things that are now in this environment that is the MMORPG environment that directly correlate to APOC directly, yeah. directly. So and like it wasn't even just community members in the Discord just in a chat saying this game is not an MMO anymore. Yeah, like, we had yeah other people that like actually posted pub like publicly to their entire audiences <laughs> like this game is dead. Like they're liars and all that stuff. And like sure, at the time we had no proof that Ashes was going for an actual MMO because. They weren't showing us any proof of it, or any proof of concept yet, which is understandable. It's, it was in development; it still is. But they also didn't have any proof that the game wasn't going to be an MMO. Yo. So, like, yeah. it kind of hurt. I felt like I feel like it kind of hurt the game for like a few potential customers. Yeah. I so agree. now that we have actual information, it's really, really good because, like, if someone tells me, because like I had people approach me saying like, "This game is never going to come. It's never going to come out. We never see anything." It's not an MMO. It's dead in the water, just like Star Citizen. There were so many comparisons like to Star Citizen all the time. Oh, man. And now I know that when people ask me that, like, if people ever ask me that again, I'm just going to link the video that we got today. That's it. Yeah, I'm just going to link much. the video. Like, there you go. Take that. That's the that's the MMO. It's that's the, the like, Alpha 1 pre-Alpha build. It used to be very, very hard to convince people that, yo, they're still in development. Like I like yeah. when I used to stream Ashes of Creation Apocalypse and and play the BR, people would ask me, "Yo, where's the MMO?" I would tell them, "It's still in development. What you're looking at is the basically the first iterations of everything, from yeah. grass, from uh, terrain, from all the buildings. It's not that easy to make video <laughs> games." And yeah. I've tried to build my own video games, and and it's quite hard. I tried to learn Blender and stuff <laughs> like that. So, oh like, yeah. It's it's hard. It's really it yeah. really is hard. Yeah. It's time. It is, man. Uh, it is. So many people were saying, I I I don't get this. There, there were so many people who like were saying, 
oh, this game has been in development for three years, therefore it's not never coming out. No. <laughs> like, it's not how that works. Three Six years. plus years <laughs> yep. for an MMO to be developed. Like, WoW took five years, and that was with a much bigger studio than Ashes has. Similar mm -hmm. with other MMOs. The average development time is five to six years. Yeah, so, easily. And you, you, it takes time. And this is the other thing that people, a lot of people don't seem to understand is that we are being shown stuff that usually you would not see. Exactly. Like, usually you get told about a game. Like, usually games announce less than six months before they're released. And they show that kind of stuff. So you see the very, and very some end. some of them of still don't. Yeah, uh, some of them still yeah. don't, and ESO is like I'm that. And I'm aiming at an MMO that is like two months late on release, and we still don't see almost any footage ever. We don't see as much yeah. footage or pictures or anything from like games like New World that oh. were supposed to come out two months ago. And there's like the clock is ticking for their like reviewed release date mm -hmm. and i get more information on a weekly basis for ashes creation in 2020 than i've had in like three months for uh for new world so yeah. like big props and I, I i'm gonna call this um when sim you said like we're going back to those days of, sh of like seeing stuff i'm gonna call this like we're going back to the disclaimer days the days were like we're getting footage with a disclaimer it's pre-alpha it's broken we need your feedback but we wanted to show you stuff yeah and like mm -hmm. those were the best days for me i know they're not necessarily the best days in terms of marketing people will see it won't even read description they're gonna see the troll uh that was like getting attacked and just teleported out of the encampment <laughs> in the video and they're gonna be like this game is broken like, it's... <laughs> like that's, that's like... what yeah but for me it totally works yeah same same i think i think same. that that's like been the overall same. consensus of <laughs> most people that i've actually you know had contact with or talked to so um yeah so it just it's just good to see you getting back to that honestly uh, i think it's just yeah. good for the community it's good to you know it's always it's always a plus when you see steven rp <laughs> RPing. By the way, I gotta say, in that video, I was—I can say—I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do one little, one little take here. And Virtek is in chat, and I gotta give Virtek some props. Shout out to him. He was my healer uh, in the. <laughs> yeah, and he he tried real hard on that that um, borderline potato. I don't know which direction we're going on that, but. <laughs> he tried he tried real hard he he did a valiant job for the most of it so shout out for your keeping me alive for the majority of the time um for the rest of for the rest of, <laughs> for the rest of the time we can blame me being just maybe overzealous and also his hardware so just put that out there but you see how in ash the creation he's giving like props to Viertek for trying to heal but like we've all heard how sim is an eso he's not giving props to the person failing to heal you him. you heard it you only heard about a snapshot breathing exercise <laughs> Oh no, we, we have the stream breathing. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. You do have them. I can pull up a lot of clips. It's enough. That's enough out of you. That's enough out of you. But but I gotta. You just need to look at the lights behind you. Let's be honest. Like the color of the light says it all. 
It really does, doesn't it? This is a happy place. <laughs> he, he just bamboozled you, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the second time in less than a week I've, I've used that to my advantage. God, I love this cheap little remote. It's a beautiful thing. Here's what I, I wanted to like say. Since last Thursday on the LFM show, yes. Wait. I mean, like, ever. Like, no. was on the LFM show the first time you used it? No. Happy Colors. Hello? <laughs> no. Okay. Oh. <laughs> hey, but here's the other thing. I want to get back to that video point, right? So <laughs> I heard Steven making the Starship Troopers reference. And it's hilarious because when I was running with Beer Tech, I totally was like making the reference. I heard that on the video. I was just like, oh, yeah, dude, that's what's up. I'm not the only one. Just saying. You're not the only one. Ugly, crawling, creep, creepy little creatures, dude. Let's get on to the next point. We already talked about um, the character updates. Let's talk about that one a little bit, okay? We're doing pretty good on time, by the way, so... Just my respect, you guys, because we have a lot to get through here. And if we get through all the live stream and get to the little bit of the PI stuff, I'm going to be pretty happy. Um, so there was discussion around a character update. So there was talking about there were some points on the armor with lighting, modeling, progression. Uh, again, noting it's still very early in development. And, uh, and <laughs> sorry, um, they also mentioned... Um, the, they kind of noted the shields. They talked about the armor and the armor being different on different silhouettes, different body types, so different genders. There was some showcase of that a little bit. Again, still noting its early iteration. The shield of Re- uh, reverence, I think is what it was. The uh, That shield looked, uh, dare I say, uh, tasty. Uh, it was beautiful. Um, the horse, uh, early silhouette of the barding. A little bit of information around the barding. So as a level of gear increases, so does the silhouette of the and the barding uh, or barding and the elaboration of the as the barding advances. So it's going to look more intricate. Um, but yeah, and all we've got to showcase for was still the early levels of that that process. So that was still pretty, pretty, pretty damn nice. It was actually yeah, for sure. really nice. So kind of curious just to what level <laughs> that's going to be, because I love a horse mount you know, crusader on their valiant steed um, mm-hmm. and, you know, running through, I mean, being able to like have that, um, you know, looking a little more bulky than in some games where you just have this really low grade silhouette for, for that. Cause if you're an adventurer and you're really like out running around, you might be bulked up a bit. Like in, in a lot of games, in order to have something different, you really just have to have a different mount that looks different mm-hmm. and has like, you know, that additional skulls or something hanging for the necromancer sure. There's no options for your mount. They're yeah. usually a different mount altogether. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, take out your wallet, get ready. It's on the microtransaction <laughs> store. You got a bigger horse with like skulls on it. Um, Is that your dream, Pacha? Uh, actually, no, <laughs> Mist. I'll have you know, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You go take care of your dirty laundry in the corner there, okay? <laughs> uh, oh my god, dude. Um, You're the one who brought it up, bro. Don't ignore me. He is, Mist is like, hey, that I'm feels like... Ranger. Who do you think you are? <laughs> it feels like it's personal now. It's like, yeah, that was like, that was personal. Why you gotta talk about my laundry in the background, dude? Yeah, it, it, oh, 
Okay. How about that though? <laughs> Wait, what laundry? It, oh, <laughs> there you go. It's fixed. Any of your thoughts around the barding and or the character modeling and, and some of that that was kind of showcased? For me, the barding was it was cool. I was really happy to see it. Um, I'm super. I'm just like you, Sam. I'm super excited about the barding. Uh, honestly, one of the things in the Kickstarter that really got me hyped was that. I was like, you're getting like this special, like I am like for leader of men, you had like guild barding for your, your mounds. Like that made me so hyped because I was always used to mounts. You get either the same mount as everyone else and everyone looks the same unless it's like, it's like an achieve, a certain achievement or you go on the microtransaction store and you buy a mount for $30 and then you hate yourself for 30 minutes. Like. That's basically what I was used to. So when I saw mount barding and I was like, I can customize my mount to like look the same as all my friends and have like my guild tabard like going down the sides. It's awesome. I was really happy with it. For characters, um, I was happy with seeing it. I was really impressed with just like in the in the the picture we got we got of the character with the lighting i was really impressed with how the lighting like hit the face and the armor and it's it just looked great one thing that yeah. i'm still waiting on seeing ever since ash's creation apocalypse came out is weapons we still have the apocalypse weapons and i remember um on a past stream um yeah, no, Mikey, I don't know what friends are, okay? I only have Sim as my friend here. Hello! Sim is my friend. It's been it's been settled. Yes. Um, what about me? I thought we were friends. Well, it's going to take a little bit more time, buddy, okay? It's, it's not your fault. <laughs> uh, but no, for me, it was the weapons. Um, on a previous stream for Ash and the, Ash and the Creation Apocalypse, uh, what we had is we had questions in the Q&A where people asked about the armor because they were like, I look like I'm in all spandex and i look like super fancy like i'm we're, i'm not getting that lord of the rings kind of vibe and steven answered that saying that the armor and the weapons and apocalypse came from old vera yeah and that the more medieval stuff dark ages stuff lord of the rings stuff came from sanctus to new vera so like i was really excited about that and we saw the armor and i'm really happy with what we we've seen so far with the armor but the weapons haven't changed and they do not match one bit the armor we have so far. I know it's probably in development. I'm just really <clears> excited <throat> to see it. It's like one of my biggest things that I'm have, like looking forward about for character customization is armor, uh, character creation, and weapons. Yeah. Speaking of armor, what's it called? One of the big points that Stephen was talking about was, uh, and, and Jeffrey and uh, Margaret, was the sexes part. Well, when armor was uh, from one area, uh, from uh, like uh, of one set going to different genders, the female one looked a little bit weird because I didn't know if that was scale armor or plate armor. If it mm -hmm. was plate armor, I would have understand it completely. But if it's scale armor, it looked a little bit off in the chest area because, like, if you focus on it completely you'll see some of the scale armor what's it called bent yeah uh like uh, to, to a certain degree being bent yeah yeah well, which is which is very off to me yeah. um 
Yeah, but what, what, what's yeah. it called? But but it's like a very small de- like details. I I usually go by, but it's fine. <laughs> um, what's it called? Because the the actual armor set looks really amazing. Uh, but but it's a very hard thing to do. And the other point that he said, I think there's not going to be like obscure armor types and gives you like huge ass buffs. Like you won't be able to wear bikini armor and say like I have a thousand armor on me. Alright, but thank God. I think that was a thing as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Gotta it's give a. Yeah, I agree, and I gotta give a shout out to Woodship for gifting five subs in chat. Thank you so much, friend. I really appreciate that. Woo! Big, big hammers in chat, please for uh, for Woodship. Thank you so much, friend. <clears throat> so yeah, other thoughts real quick because I got some other points I want to try to get to. We've still got. We're still on the live stream. You see what I'm talking about? I mean, is that a bad thing? <laughs> no, man, because that literally have got like loads more. We're half We've of got, the like, way. Months worth of content. Yeah, easily, easily. But uh, by the way, guys, I didn't know if you, Sim said this at the beginning, but we're actually going for five hours on this live stream. Uh, you <laughs> are <laughs> Pacha. <laughs> we I gave us a limit for today for sure, but you know this is oh. we're gonna have so many of these points that are gonna tie into another show that I feel like gonna be real heavy on ashes for a while. It's a different show. This is where I get to do the big promotion for Looking for More, which is another podcast covering the MMORPG genre as a whole, gaming culture, and game development. That's right. That just happened. So if you're not checking it out, you should definitely check it out because we will be talking Ashes there, along with all the other stuff and things that we love in regard to gaming. So definitely check it out. It's on Thursdays, 5 p.m. CDT, same Crusader time, same Crusader channel here on Twitch. Anyway, please continue, friends. <laughs> um. <laughs> hey, hey, we're, we're taking five more minutes because you took five minutes no. explaining. That whole no, 35.8 seconds go. <laughs> um, no, I, I have no problems with the aesthetics of what we've seen so far, honestly. Um, I'm, I, I always harken back to this point of the gameplay and how the animations look it's all very well seeing the sort of the characters rendered just in screenshots but we need to see what it actually looks like in game and yeah. how it plays as well yeah. mm. so that's that's something i'll be looking out for when, we, when i finally get in it will happen well, yeah one of these days until then you can live vicariously through me and others i suppose or all the content yeah, that you exactly. see Look, yeah, we can. He, but... I'm gonna be calling Tim. Sim on his personal phone in the middle of the night. Like, <laughs> Sim, I can't sleep. Like, what, what did you do in Ash's creation today? Breathing exercises, <laughs> three to five. <laughs> breathe in, breathe out. Right. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so they talked about the stalls. They showcased a couple images for the stalls yeah. as well. Um, kind of made points. Someone had asked, like, you know, are we going to get to see those kind of moving in the wind? And um, I think the the discussion point was like, you know, probably not because, well, can only give physics to so many things. Otherwise, if everything is moving, you know, you that's that's it's performance, man. You know, you got to yeah. pick and choose. You're going to need like three PCs just to be able to run this <laughs> game. If like everything obeys, much. like every law of physics. And like, honestly, if the 
even if they just maybe give like a small kind of like dangle effect to the like to the drapes on the stalls like that would be absolutely fine too even if it's not necessary mm. like i know that like there's that's one thing though i know that uh they have this attention to detail like we've seen it in apocalypse like yeah. it made me freak out when we saw <laughs> the update dated to the grass in the plains and we saw yep. the effect on the on the grass which is the, the wind moving through it and i was freaking out i never never knew i wanted moving grass my whole life until that <laughs> moment <laughs> it was so good so maybe they're gonna do something like that uh as long as it doesn't impact performance like people got to remember this game is on unreal 4 which is not a like the, the graphics are going for with unreal 4 it's not going to be mm -hmm. for the for the for, it's not going to be for the potatoes of this world and it in I like on it. top of that it's going to be in an mmorpg setting which is usually kind of even harder on rigs so and so far they're doing a fantastic optimization job so like maybe just not yep. ask like too much physics or else just go outside with a drape and like go outside on your balcony and just watch it move and then go back to Ash's creation if you want. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm actually really happy with the like you say the optimization and the performance. I mean, the 4K footage, 4K um, footage that Stephen did. Sorry, I. I, I just find that amusing that he says we're, we're filming it in 4K. Yeah, that doesn't matter because maybe it's going to be <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're uploading 720p. <laughs> anyway, that's another topic. Um, but no, I'm really happy that the the footage. I, I was looking at the specs that he was running, so it was a 1080 Ti and a i7 7700. That's three years old. So we're running three years old hardware, and it was butter smooth. But like, at the same time, it's, even if it's three-year-old hardware, though, it's like top of the line three-year-old hardware, like 1080 Ti. Like, oh my god, dude! Like, you could buy an RTX for cheaper than a 1080 Ti. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's three years old, but like, it's pretty top it's tier. So, as you said, it's still three years old, and it runs really well. Mm -hmm. And bearing in mind, we're still probably another one to two years out from full release. By that time, yeah. we'll have had a new hardware generation, new CPUs, new GPUs, all that shebang. It's it's going to be new fantastic. engine. Mm -hmm. And it, it it doesn't even seem like Ash is in the, is in the hard optimization uh, like phase right now. They're just like implementation updates and like implement new stuff developing production we're not even in the optimization phase and steven it, it did already get looks the, beautiful steven did get the question uh in the live stream where someone asked uh, about the unreal engine 5 are you planning to opt uh, to implement it uh or not and steven basically replied with um we're, we're looking at it and we're basically discussing and looking at all the new hardware that's available yeah, uh, yeah, he didn't really imply that he's gonna use it or not. He's just they, keeping up to date with technology. So we'll we'll never know what might happen with Ashes creation, really. Which is a yeah. good good segue into the Q and A portions. I only really made notes around Q and A oh, wait, wait, pieces. Wait, 
Yeah. Before we get into it, Sim. God. I need to say something that's really important. And it's serious, okay? I see you guys. Like and you like don't this. take me seriously. Maybe this is the why. Shadows. Okay, go on in. <laughs> the shadows in the game. Yeah. Oh my god, they were fixed. They're at the character's feet, and nobody looks like they're floating anymore. I know it's not much, but like compared to the first stream we got of Alpha One, that's a big deal to me because like that was the first thing that popped into my mind it all seems weird because of the yeah. shadows and it was an easy fix and they easily fixed it and like this game looks 10 10 times better now which important piece is they said that that was the case and here we are again with them having done what they said which is important exactly um and talking about the unreal 5 piece you know they talked about giving which was one of the questions <clears throat> having a better answer in the future um i want to kind of jump down i had a few here but pacha they actually uh answered your rp question did you catch that <laughs> catch it, Sam. <laughs> so, how you feel about uh, your answer i mean honestly big props to jeffrey jeffrey immediately understood the question immediately answered it he said we will have a whole suite for chat we will have all the appropriate channels and i was super happy with that uh, like Steven thought I was talking about emojis, which is understandable. Post thought I was talking about emojis when I That's for, right, yeah. for people in for people in chat right now or people who are going to read this, uh, like hear this on YouTube. My question was, um, since uh, I'm a hardcore role player, my question was, are we going to have the tools in the chat for Ashley Creation to post emotes slash e slash me? Uh, base example slash e enters the tavern and heads to the and heads to the bar to order a drink like and that appears in the chat instead of something says or yells or zone or group it just says your character's name and then what you just wrote it's super simple but it's basically the number one tool role players need to be able to role play in a game and steven thought i was talking about emojis Jeffrey immediately answered the question and said, yeah, we have an entire suite for that. It's, it's done. I was super happy. I left nice. my computer and I went to dance in my living room. It was perfect. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah. There was, all, there was also a discussion. Yeah, it really was. I agree. And uh, there was a, another question about one shooting or one shotting, which I thought was really funny. There was like, you know, is there going to be anything in place to prevent one-shotting? And I just absolutely love the answer. Like, yeah, we're going to make sure that that's not a normal uh, function in the game. But there's still an element of if you bad and you make bad choices with your gear and your build, that could happen, right? And so is it possible that could happen? Sure. There's someone who's probably not going to have very good gear, not mitigating damage, not using abilities. And so therefore, as a result bad choices bad bad things happen right oh, yeah um this was really good crafting stations will pull from repositories in your city love that you know why because it feels like the eso crafting bag and that's one of the, exactly and that's one of the things that in elder scrolls online for their subscription as part of their subscription model you get this bag and by definition their definition you could have into the billion point of an item in your bag and it goes in this craft bag this place that's 
this cutout space for all of your crafting materials, everything. And so while this isn't what we're talking about, one of the beauties is, is anything in my craft bag, if I go to a crafting station, I go to my woodworking station and I'm going to work on making a shield or, or a bow or something like that, staff, whatever I go there, I don't have to have all of those materials on me. I don't have to go and go pull that out of my bank, get all of that. Don't have to hold it on hand all the time. It goes and pulls from it. And this was beautiful because when yeah. we talk about things that, you know, along the way game developers have done right, this is like one of those things that's like along the way, if you have this feature, some things are just great quality of life elements to have that along the way other developers have, you know, created that like, why wouldn't you want to have something like that in the game? This is awesome. It was like really, really good to hear that from my perspective. I just loved it. Mm. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. I completely agree with you on that. It's like, it's it's awesome. I was really happy with that answer. Yeah, 100%. Um, there was also some discussion around uh, cast bars. And they talked about as we're going towards Alpha 1 and into Alpha 1, you know, that might actually be something we, we get right now. It's not there. Um, talked about skills using weapons while others don't can't predict the weapon the player will use. This is kind of their reaction. Someone said, you know, kind of essentially like our weapons going to be a more elaborate component in terms of uh, skills and all of that. And they kind of went and tied that back into, well, when we look at all the things we're going to have to balance in the game, if we had too much in these, in the regard to this element, as well as others, then it comes at a cost with us having to manage that later. So just really good to hear that they're being mindful of like, Hey, some things are great in theory. Sometimes it's great, we, you know, if we can do that. But we also have to look at, at what all are we going to have to be left balancing later. So just good to hear that piece. Uh, definitely kind of ties into what we talked about before with the caravans and things like that. Um, another one. Yeah, go for it, dude. Uh, the it, it, it was a really, like, nondescript question. But I think the answer they gave has given us, has given me quite a lot to think about was um will there be any best in slot armor or weapons for a specific type of monster yeah yeah so hmm. the answer was there will be best in slot items yes but what determines if they're best in slot is based on the customization and role that you want your class to achieve here's the kicker there is some autonomy between your skill tree choices and augment choices which lets you change what your role might have traditionally been mm -hmm. So certain items would be best in slot for various roles. Monster types will have specific strengths and weaknesses. So there will be specific areas that you are better for you to hunt certain areas. A cleric might be better suited to kill monsters in an undead area due to holy damage bonus, yeah. for example. <clears throat> yeah, like a radiant descriptor, which is what I think that there was the words they used was a radiant descriptor. For something like undead creatures, which, by the way, I was totally the next point. So thanks for covering that. There you go. Um, yeah. Great minds think alike. In all yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that that's. <laughs> uh, this was this was um, this was one that I thought was actually I was actually not expecting them to hit on, but we've definitely talked about it here on the show many times over. Um, I've had my criticisms especially during that darker phases and APOC, right? But I always tried to balance it with like as, as much constructive criticism as possible because if it's just deconstructive, it doesn't do any good. It doesn't do any good to be toxic. It doesn't do any good to just like, you know, just talk about all the bad that's there. But if you don't have any 
like recommendation for how you can make it better. It's not constructive. It doesn't really benefit anybody. That's just my perspective. And so I think it was important because they actually talked briefly about how the, how negativity does impact them and has in the past. Um, and so it was just, I felt important that we, that they, they kind of made a point to go, yeah, you know, over, over time, seeing some of, uh, some of kind of like the negativity there and everything definitely impacted morale to some extent. And that was just the takeaway I got from it. So it was, you know, it, it was, I thought it, just something interesting to see in terms of it was kind of a humbling point from, from my perspective. Uh, but they didn't make a point about something else, which was, you know, sometimes we can't really share certain things because of timing, because of where the game's at in development, uh, or because in the industry, other people have their eyes on it too. And so you can't share certain things if, you know, and from my mind, you know, a triple a company that has tons more people working in, in their studio, right sees like a smaller studio talking about this idea. And it's like, Oh, let's do this real quick. We'll get it out next patch. Right. So yeah. it was a good point. Definitely. Sure. Yeah. Oh, so what, are you, what, what, what are you doing? Well, it's, <laughs> it's regarding my comment in chat, because I said to people in chat, Faisal's head represents the amount of time remaining for the stream. The more <laughs> he goes, the closer we are to ending. This is a very it's good a point. We've still got three hours to go. It's a good point. It's a very good point, actually. <laughs> um, so last point tying into the live stream, right, is, uh, talking about static progression for race and class is, is static that you can augment uh, with alchemical permanency, but there will be a trade-off. So it was kind of a question of basically looking at uh, race and class and the point allocation and all of that. And that, yeah. that there's, and this is, it's, it's, it's in the gray area, but that there's going to be the potential for modifying that, but you're definitely, it comes at a cost somewhere else. So, that was just good to hear. I don't know if you all had some points or takeaways around that, but I actually didn't remember that at all. Yeah, I like that. I'm a big fan of things having a cost or you have to trade off, right? Sure. And out there just being like, oh, we can just kind of dump this endlessly in and all we get is a positive. It, it yeah. to me ties into the idea of balance in the end and it's just good to see him mindful about that. Yeah. Guess what time it is at coming up at the end of our show here, but it's time for a transition into talking about, and this is the thing. This is where the end of this show <laughs> and the next episode is going. Everybody, there's just too much information to pack in one show without it being ridiculously long. I'm not doing that to myself. I'm not doing that to the panel. I'm not doing that to you all. But it gives us such a great point to stop. We're not going to stop yet, but here's what I want to say, okay? I just want to preface everything that is to come with this. You can't tell if you're listening to this on like Spotify or wherever later. I have the biggest shit eating grin on my face right now because <laughs> look, the PI perspective and experience, okay? I am a realist, right? I base things off of evidence to support my statements, okay? I've, I did play Alpha Zero, so I, I'm not bragging when I say that. I'm not bragging when I say I'm PI. I'm just saying it's, a, it's an area of perspective that I have to offer to anybody that listens or watches this that is interested about the game, purely from that standpoint. And from that standpoint, 
I looked at the same cutout of Alpha Zero that is now this Alpha pre-Alpha to Alpha One testing environment that they are showing us things in. And oh my God, the difference. Holy shit. The difference. Watch your mouth in my Christian Minecraft server. <laughs> we clarified a long time ago this is not a Christian stream. But I'm just going to say, you guys, it is freaking awesome. Yeah. The the differences that they have made, the the changes, the way it looks, just it it yeah. And this is a such a small cutout of the world, and it was beautiful, man. Like so many things were the same, but it felt like just a much richer experience. Right. I mean, I spent as much time as I could in there and still felt like there was so much to do. And this is a small cutout of right. A small cutout. Right. I mean, I like did things from gathering materials to killing monsters to quests to exploration, uh, you know, dangerous places. I'm telling you, man, there are things that it's just beautiful, man. There is so many things between what I experienced, the transcripts and the video that was posted that we can like literally dig into here. Yeah. I mean, I have so many questions for you right now, dude. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> I mean, next I time. next time. Damn, man. Next time. I feel like Sim's gonna turn into like my shirt. Hey, this is gonna be him. Day and night. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like I want to just dig in, but I feel like it's gonna be great to have a navigator, which is gonna be all of you who have questions. So if there's something I experienced, uh, then I'll share my experience because I can do that, right? I can talk about anything. There, it's it's not without it's it's issues, right? But. I've played a lot of games in early development, a lot of games that are reflective of this state of development, right? Uh, yeah. Man, they've, they've come away. And the biggest thing I have to say too is for all the people who were, were contemplative of like, has APOC really impacted this? Yeah, yes. to totally. Totally could see it. Could totally see from where we were at before to where we're at now that is the biggest takeaway right when people discredit if that actually was did they get information and use that to better the mmo totally because things that didn't exist in that alpha zero play playthrough before that were in apoc that are out there now some iteration of in the mmo now for sure and that the action and tab target system they're working on that that's in there too Totally in there. So there's so much we could talk about around this. I do have one question for you, though, Sim. Yes. Again, like <laughs> nobody's taking me seriously. As soon as I, as soon as I'm out, can, 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 can you really blame us? Don't understand. Okay, go ahead, Pacha. He was uh, serious with the question, last one. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. My question is, uh, from all the footage we've seen uh, so far, is um the way you move the camera around it seems to look a lot like world of warcraft 
or other MMOs, other classic MMOs like that, where mm-hmm. you move your camera around, like holding, I don't know if it's left click or right click, right? Like your mouse, your mouse like freely moves around and it's by holding a button that you can move your actual camera yep. Unlike Apocalypse. Yep. Unlike ESL. So they decided to move away from Apocalypse and move towards this classic kind of camera movement. Both. You can do both? Currently. Like, is there an option? Currently, yeah, you can choose. They they said I... that you can swap. And they both function differently. Perfect. Mm-hmm. They're You're making me happy right now. Uh, they they look, man, I mean, I hate to say they said, but dude, choices you you there were there was definitely an element of this action it's not refined but this early iteration that exists they're yeah. clearly working on what they're they said they were going to be working on i was surprised mm-hmm. that there was like the, the ability to even like do that switch like i was like oh my god dude it's cool for sure oh, well, it's really like, cool it's really cool that they give the option when mm-hmm. when people told me like that you're able to switch between the two options it was like wait what they actually implemented it. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, there. No, I, mean, I was it's, like, "Whoa, it's awesome!" I'm yeah. really happy because just like it's, you know how I I am really I'm really like nitpicky regarding the small things that are really important for some audiences and different MMOs. Like uh, I knew a lot of people in ESO, and then we wanted to move to Guild Wars Two, and they just couldn't do guild wars 2 mm. just because the mouse movement just because of the camera movement they couldn't move like you could in the esl there is an option mm. in guild wars to enable that um but like even i at the time didn't know that so like they lost potential customers because of that because it wasn't like that clear that the option was there so knowing that they're but they're, they're giving both options it's just awesome i was I shocked i was shocked that that was even in place at any capacity. Yeah. You know, but it's really cool. But just, I was like, what, dude? I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. I didn't, honestly, like, I didn't know if that was even going to be something we'd be seeing at any point in time around Alpha 1, if I'm being really honest. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh my God, I can kind of do this on the fly. And uh, there was definitely an element of like, you know, you have a trade off. You definitely have sure. a trade-off with the way that you function. It's it's definitely a different feel. You know, I remember some people were like, "Oh, I really would like it if." Um, I always I always hypothesized that like it was going to feel similar to the Elder Scrolls Online because you have a reticle. You kind of have this feeling of like action, action combat, combat yeah. sort of. But you're I mean, Apocalypse was kind of the same way as ESO. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it was like. You know, it's like, how are they going to kind of balance like that in between? Because with ESO, you're that play style is where you're locked. To be fair, it's it's definitely the problem. It, it is true to an Elder Scrolls game because an Elder Scrolls game, Absolutely. you know, That's so they, they work. Yeah, exactly. So it's definitely so I always thought, OK, if it's something like that, it's cool. I actually feel like what they're trying to do right now, like that's actually really a pretty it's damn good. good idea. Like that's. Yeah. The people that were like, oh, I want this third person perspective over the shoulder. I want a reticle. Uh, okay, you clearly you that it. they're aiming for it. I mean, the, the goalpost is there. Yeah, like the options are there. It just means yep. that the, 
like the player can customize how they how they view and play the game with how they usually play their games like a wow yeah. a world of warcraft player could move to ashes of creation and have fun with the camera movement and a guy from eso or black desert online could go to ashes of creation and feel the same way yeah i wish i was surprised the about that would be the um how it interacts with the actual abilities so for example if you have the the fixed like over like the third person shooter type vesicle with fixed in the center mm. and then you start using tab target abilities how is that going to work well that's a good question so currently it's like a it's essentially like a, a mode you have to switch from right yeah like well, so you have to switch every time you want to use those tab target abilities well n not necessarily like a all right, this is this is a conversation piece we're gonna have to like shelf. I think for next time. <laughs> I was about. I didn't want to say anything, but I was like, dude, we're going into five hour podcast. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> so here's the thing: they they kind of already talked about. So I will just say, I will just say this, right? They they said some abilities will be will have more of like a, a kind of like representative of. I don't know if it was actually a word to say skill shot, but basically like you can miss or you can aim and not hit it and some abilities currently like you have to think some abilities have a cast time some abilities can be more instant cast so clearly like you know if you're using a tab target feature versus an action feature you're like you're not going to have both so you're going to have to do that differently so it it was definitely could tell that some of that wasn't ironed out because it was a very like it's the first step in that direction so some mm -hmm. of that stuff didn't work i think the way that they're going for because it's not developed yet most of it was around the uh what's the word i'm looking for the uh kind of like you definitely felt it around like the light attack sort of feature if that makes sense okay. that was the bigger bigger piece where you could tell but like i could definitely feel like if i didn't like aim right like i wasn't gonna land it right versus if something's in front of me yeah uh, uh, Jakoto, I was thinking the exact same thing about Terror. So for anyone who hasn't played Terror, just very briefly, mm -hmm. it's got the fixed reticle right in the center. Yeah. That's how you mostly play. But then there are certain abilities where you have to lock on to like your target. So when you press, mm -hmm. say, a lock on target ability, it uh, temporarily unlock. When you press the ability, it temporarily unlocks the camera. Then as soon as you <laughs> click on a target to lock onto it, it usually it switches back. So yeah. I'm wondering if they'll do something like that. Yeah, that not, actually, yeah. It works really nicely. It's really smooth. That's actually a that's actually a really good example. Like I think that I feel like that might actually be kind of what they're going for. But I think I think what it's just speculation at this point. I think what's going to happen is like you know they talked about how like there's hitboxes. They were testing all that in, in APOC, even like holding up the shield had its own hitbox, right? Like, so mm -hmm. from the front, you just block so much damage and stuff. So, you know, I'm kind of curious to see where it ends up going because if they manage to do the hitbox piece and they pull that off with the strictly uh, action combat mode where you still might have to use tab target for specific abilities or castables or whatever, um, then I can see how maybe if they could pull it off that the there are specific ones that would work like skill shots. And if I'm dead on you, I'm going to get a higher percentage of damage versus if I'm not. And then if I tab back to the, you know, uh, more of like the, the traditional MMO route 
like it's still just like a fixed amount. So it's just, I think that's the part that's going to be interesting to see because mm -hmm. balancing the two modes and what works one way in both potentially versus what works differently based on the mode, that's the part that's going to be interesting to see. Um, yeah. Clearly not there yet, but it was definitely, you could see that they had like a goalpost on those perspectives. I feel yeah. like uh, one thing that like would be probably like my own conclusion on like the development of Ash's creation, like for today's podcast for me would be that there are so many MMOs out there and we've said it multiple times. There are so many MMOs out there, old and new and not so new and not so old that uh, missed you kind of like nailed you kind of nailed it. You talked about how the reticle system was really good in Terra, but the rest of the game was absolute <laughs> And I just, <laughs> I just feel like uh, today is such a good opportunity for Ashes of Creation because there are so many MMOs that do so many things right, but they also do so many things wrong that if they pick the right things that the right MMOs do, and just mix them together the work that they have to do is just to make sure that they work well together that they mesh well together and then it's gonna it's gonna be a success it's gonna be just a question of marketing at that point yeah i feel like i, I feel like i do really truly feel like that's the that's in mind like yeah. the idea of like let's learn from what was done right and try to find a way to do things at least that good moving forward. But guess what? We've got a whole lot. We've got Shays's transcript to look mm -hmm. at. We've got uh, my own experiences. We got the bullet points from the video. So here's my here's my encouraging note. Go to Ashes of Creations YouTube. Look at the pre-alpha gameplay, right? That runs roughly one hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. I would encourage you all to check that out. Gather your thoughts, gather your questions, meet us back here next Sunday, 5 p.m. CDT. We're going to continue this episode and talking about kind of the PI experience, other people's experience, um, some of your thoughts around the gameplay footage. Um, and man, I've already got a whole bunch of bullet points here that weren't even in the live stream that are full discussion points for next week, for sure. Um, I want to hit two points real quick and we're going to do our winding down and get going for today. So there was a couple of points on our last video, uh, kind of about, uh, also talking about, uh, armor types, um, talking about heavy armor, two handed hammers, uh, talking about things like being optimal using weapons. So basically there was a discussion point around if I pick a, if I'm using this weapon, and I decided I'm gonna switch to this weapon. Um, maybe I should be more uh, experienced with this weapon I've used for, you know, 200 days of game time versus this other weapon that I picked up. And so they kind of touched on the idea of could or would we see weapon skills, whether passive skill gains or like a skill bar that you have to get in order. For example, uh, I've got an axe. I hit somebody with uh, the axe. Um, ability or with a, a swing yeah. and I do one hit point of damage, but if I'm at 10 and I've, you know, I, I get 10 points of damage at level 10, but if I've maxed that skill line out at, at level one, maybe that does 10 and maybe at level 10, it does, you know, a hundred 
or something like that. So the incremental, kind of, yeah. Kind of like what World of Warcraft had going with the weapon mastery system where like if you're using a new type of weapon, you have to level it up by hitting mobs and you're mm -hmm. gonna miss every single shot until you do 14 points of damage. Yeah. And when it's maxed out, you do 1400 points of damage. Yeah. Oh, that was such a pain. It, it was, was kind of a pain. Like that. Level up your fists. <laughs> Unarmed skills. Yeah, remember when tanks had to they had that one fight uh, in Burning Crusade where you had the dagger and the tanks had to wield the dagger, but nobody had leveled up their their dagger skill. Yeah, so they I remember. had to literally buy low level daggers and just spend hours just auto attacking. Yeah. I remember talking wow. to my tank yeah. like outside oh. of raid hours, and I was like, "Hey, man, what are you up to?" He's like, "I'm grinding this mother dagger right now. It's horrible." It's... <laughs> so yeah, that. I see what Blizzard wanted to do with that kind of system, but it was just so poorly executed. It was just an idea. Yeah. So, yeah, just don't. Oh. Um, I one mean, other but I see what you mean, like a weapon mastery kind of deal. Yeah. I think it I think it'd be interesting. Uh is it necessary in my opinion? No. Right. Just not thoughts. at all. But like but I, I feel like if they're done with most of the development and they're just like trying new things like fishing for feedback from the players maybe adding something like that and just like see how people feel about it in like alpha 2 for example mm -hmm. i'd be down with that i'd be down with trying it out for sure right there was another point um also left on the last video on youtube uh one of our podcasts here and it was just basically the idea of to what degree what might we interact with deities and or these celestial beings that we had we had mentioned uh, in the last episode mm -hmm. talking about the deities and you know do you get some kind of if you engage with them and achieve something with them do you get this title like you know or do you kind kind of achieve you know some sort of uh, uh sub deity or demigod sort of status in the game i don't really see that happening because i feel like that would veer away from this whole it would kind of veer into that domain of we're all the heroes of the world um, and I don't yeah. really see that being the case Stay with Ashes. From it. Yeah. Um, so, like, if you want to be able to interact, like, if they really, really wanted to uh, have players be able to have some kind of interaction with deities, uh, there's this game that does it really, in a, like, really well. Uh, it's a horror game called uh, Blackout Club. And there are, like, the dark gods in Blackout Club. And, like, as you're running around, you're doing your your things when in game you hear this noise and you make your character close their eyes the developers actually role play as the dark gods and when you close your eyes they send you a message that appears on your screen written in red and so maybe if they want to do something like that like maybe steven like uh when someone gets high level like high level enough or like high reputation enough within the religion he can maybe send a dm from like the system channel to the player that like um like a role play kind of emotes you know, like you feel like a burning sensation at the back of your neck and you hear a whisper in your head that says <laughs> where's my sandal stuff like that you know <laughs> not in a meme way but like if they want to do something like that to be able to interact with the players i know that the people that play blackout club 
love that part about the game because it gives them an interaction with the developers themselves in game. Right. Oh dear. So example, but it doesn't need to be a meme. Why do why do you put these dirty thoughts in my head of a sander <laughs> trying to <laughs> the back? Why is this why is this alternate universe? <laughs> you know, gentlemen, it's about that time for this fun time to come to an end for this week we are gonna definitely be picking back up next time also gotta touch on one thing to those of you who voted in the poll about do we add a essentially a a service so you can basically call into a number leave your thoughts questions for the show compliments uh thoughts whatever you want to leave a message for the show and we can play that here on future episodes at aside from like already kind of touching base and reading, uh, you know, like comments off the YouTube and everything or from chat live. Uh, it was definitely a yes. So it'll be implemented by next time. So look for the tweet and the thing in the discord here and in my discord, I'll be posting that for you all. You can leave it. Obviously it'll be, it'll be screened ahead of time. There'll be a, a certain time at which there'll be a cutoff before I use it. So you definitely would probably want to get your, your calls or your questions in up until the the night before midnight, 12 p.m. CDT, I think, um, which is great because it'll be plenty of time to reflect on any live streams, any big points in the community that have been going on, any discussion questions. Um, and as you can tell by Faisal's eyes only showing, <laughs> it is definitely time for us to, to round this one off. And I'll go ahead and let my, my cast kind of shout out their, their domains, where you can catch them and where they reign. So Faisal. <laughs> uh, you you can watch me anytime uh, at peso one one zero eight at Twitch. You can hop on anytime. You don't need to donate as usual. Just come chill. Have let's have fun. And Pacha. For me, you can find me on Twitter at TV Pacha or on Discord. If you're on the Ash Creation Discord or Simmer's uh, Discord, you can find me. It's just Pacha there. Uh, and for my content creation uh it's uh, on mixer.com slash pasha tv if you want to find me there i usually stream every sunday from noon to four est and mist you can find me on my youtube channel wandering mist where i also i put up uh, weekly videos and i also stream from there now as well you can also find me i'm active on the ashes discord and the ashes forums the same tag and uh, ladies and gentlemen, Pathfinders, remember, whether you're here on the round table or in the chat or you're listening to this uh, on all the uh, podcast places like Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, or any of the other places it goes to, just remember, you help carry the torch for the game we all love, Ashes of Creation, and therefore you are a Pathfinder. And to the three here that made the time to be here today to contribute to this conversation, I appreciate your time, gentlemen. It's always, always valuable to me and everybody else who joined us to watch and tune in live. Also very valuable. Thank you so much for the support. And as always, friends, we will definitely catch you next week on stream to pick back up talking about the things we mentioned. So have a great week. Thanks for hanging out. We will see you next time, Pathfinders. Have a great evening. See you, everyone. Bye. Bye.